You're listening to the Creating Healthy Families podcast, a podcast designed to prompt purposeful relationships in your family. Now, here's your host, Link Taylor. Hello, folks, and welcome once again to our Creating Healthy Families podcast, uh, a podcast that's designed to kind of prompt um, and give best practices to how to live life intentionally, purposely, as a family. And so, so glad that you're with us again today. Uh, we've been having a good time talking about marriages and um, parenting and life as family. And so, uh, love bringing in the guests that we've been having. And today is another fantastic couple with us today. It's the, the Capella family, or at least the couples of the Capellas, Jeff and Amy. Guys, glad you're with us today. Glad to be with you. Thanks so much. Awesome. Uh, it's Dr. Jeff Capella and Dr. Amy Capella. Correct. I like having that. It kind of elevates, make, makes this podcast even uh, smarter, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, but Jeff and Amy, tell us a little bit about your yourselves. Kind of let the audience know who you guys are. So uh, we've uh, got married in 2001. We've been members of Brentwood Baptist since uh, since 2001. We've got three kids, uh, 14, 11, and two. Uh, so nice, uh, nice spread in age ranges there. But uh, so uh, we're very involved here in uh, in marriage uh, ministries uh, throughout the church, and uh, we're glad to be with you this morning. That's awesome, Amy. Any words of intro at all? Um, Jeff and I were high school sweethearts. We started dating, I, I think, when we were children. Not quite, but close. Um, we That's are both awesome. extremely strong-willed, um, so that <laughs> has some interesting plays in our marriage. Um, well, we, fa- well, awesome. Well, I hope today some of that comes out. You know, this <laughs> stories of stubbornness. Pretty much guaranteed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, just kind of your story, a little bit uniqueness of who you guys are and and uh, and some of those those interesting facts that kind of brings our audience into who the Capellas are a little bit. Well, to start out with, we uh, we both have PhDs in electrical engineering, so very shocking conversations around our house for sure. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, as Amy said, we're we're both uh, pretty strong willed. Uh, we're both pretty driven. Well, um, speaking of that, okay, which one got their PhD first? Amy did. Yes. Yeah. And did that drive you, Jeff? You're like, no, I'm not. I'm I'm going to get this thing done. It didn't drive me to get it done, but uh, I was I was further motivated to yes, get it done I at that point. Were. Yes. So, <laughs> but you had to do that mainly for work. Yes, it was it was a work decision. So, yeah, that's awesome. I wanted one. He had to have it for work. <laughs> well, I want an, a, a PhD in electrical engineering. <laughs> yes, I, I did want yeah, that fantastic. particular degree. Yeah. That's probably most of our listening audience today. Is, oh, I'm sure. Is in that, is in that sure. It, it takes skill to be quite this nerdy. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Keep keep talking. You were talking about your family. So uh, we've got, uh, you know, as I said, a fourteen year old and eleven year old daughters, uh, Audrey and Abigail, and a two year old son named Daniel. Uh, so we uh, just enjoyed having them. Uh, enjoyed spending a lot of time with them. As you, we'll talk about later. You know, we love getting out in the woods with them, going hiking, spending time on family trips with them. Um, yeah, and then just. Uh, Together, I mentioned we, we teach here at the church. Uh, we've been involved uh, teaching. So we taught nearly nearly and newly married couples for about 13 years. And 
Uh, took about a one-year sabbatical there in between, uh, conveniently the year that Daniel was born. And uh, and then we've come back since then, and for the last two years, we've been teaching uh, couples our age, so uh, 30s and 40s uh, range couples, uh, married couples. And uh, it's it's been a great class. We've enjoyed uh, hanging out with a lot of new folks and uh, making a lot of new friendships through that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm sure you guys have seen uh, in doing life with so many couples, uh, things and other marriages that um, encourage you all and challenge you, and also some to, of recognizing maybe threats and obstacles, maybe in some other families. So, yeah. so speaking of that, um, what are some you know threats and obstacles that you guys knowing each other, how you wired, <laughs> your personalities, and then maybe even being aware of of doing life, you know, in your years of marriage, what are those stress and obstacles that that you guys have kind of recognized that you need to be careful about? What well, I was say, I know being that we are both firstborns and and we are both stubborn or, or strong willed, I guess is the nice way to put it. Um, one of Amy's mother's concerns when we first got married was we would find a find us a, a, a topic of conflict and we would just both anchor in and just lock horns, which hasn't happened yet. Not yet. Uh, we well, still got time, but so, but hadn't happened yet. <laughs> now, most of we we've gone run the gamut as far as you know we've run into most of the kind of difficulties that you know everybody else runs into. Um, one of our first issues was expectations and dealing with. You know, each family is its own culture, and um, blending families right at first is interesting. Um, and we were no different. And so I expected certain things out of Jeff, and he expected certain things out of me. And um, that resulted in some tension right at first. Not terrible, but some. Um, but that's something we've seen over the years looking at, you yeah. know, different people that were around. I think it's something that most married couples deal with is expectations. Um, and that can be a challenge for some people in particular where they're looking to their sweetheart to meet all of their needs. Um, huh. That you nobody can meet all of our needs except um, the Lord. And so if you've got that scenario, a phrase that Jeff likes to use is you have two ticks and no dog. Um <laughs> You know, no no real source for meeting your needs. Right, that's um, a great that's a great phrase or an analogy of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that speaks into yeah approaching a marriage of of expecting the other one to meet you know these longings that we have or these needs mm-hmm. or past you know fixing past hurts or whatever it may be. Um, you know, that's great. I think one of our first good fights was about expectations. Oh, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Uh, we came from two very different uh, family backgrounds. So in, in my family, you know, my dad and I would sit and watch college football on Saturday. We'd watch some programs on Sunday, catch Monday night football. Amy, uh, her family, they, they're they big Alabama football fans, but not, you know, obsessive Alabama football fans. So, uh, you know, they'd you know watch a little bit of football, and, and that would be it. They'd get on and, and do uh, other activities around the, the house for, for you know, the need to be done that weekend. So we lived in a uh, small two-bedroom apartment when we first got married. And small being the highly operative word there. You could vacuum the whole thing from one outlet. It was great. Um, so I, I spent I spent Saturday uh, you know, watching some college football and uh, Sunday. And Sunday. Watch pro football and Monday. And Monday. Yeah, and uh, by the end of Monday, when I hadn't really helped out around the apartment getting any of the cleaning done, Amy had, Amy had, had enough, and uh, that may be the only time you've ever slammed a door in my face. But I, oh, I did. And so this is at the very beginning. Oh yeah, wow. this was this yeah. was the just first go ahead and get that slamming door out of the way. Yeah. Now we can move forward with the right, with the right. marriage. I was so mad. 
<laughs> We've moved on and yeah, dealt with that years later. Well, I think We've come up is, with some nice negotiating deals of uh, as long as I'm folding laundry, I can watch uh, watch football. So and it works. Wow. That is a that's a great compromise. It's a good one. Maybe our listeners are <laughs> taking notes on that one, <laughs> or our wives, the wives or husbands, either one. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that we've noticed a lot of couples run into is, and it's kind of related to expectations, is that each family is its own culture. Mm-hmm. And we notice that in our football fight, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but each family has its own habits and patterns. Um, and sometimes those can be wonderful, and sometimes they can be kind of grating, um, just depending on how you approach it at the time. So, um, Well, I know early on when we were teaching new married couples that we were fairly new married as well i mean we had been married two years when we started teaching new married couples that's um, new married so yeah yeah we, we fit right in the category but uh you know one of the things we saw come up was was how you deal with in-laws and uh, and blending mm-hmm. those family cultures and, you know that comes up a lot so um we actually put together a lesson talking about you know dealing with in-laws or, or outlaws, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, and, uh, you know, a few of the key takeaways that we, as we were discussing discussing that topic together, as we were having discussions as a class, is, you know, remembering, first and foremost, you're a family unit. As a husband and wife, you, you are a family unit. That that needs to come first, and, and you need to not let uh, parental... Um, influences pull that apart, I guess, maybe a, a good way to put yeah. that. Um but another another thing that that we practice is, is not to speak. I don't want to say unkindly, but not to speak in a, in a critical way about your spouse's family for the first five years that you're married, which can be really difficult Ooh, to yeah. do depending on depending on the family. But right. um, there's still that family loyalty there, and and you know, no matter. You know, I know the Bible says you know you leave your father and mother, and the two become one, but. Uh, you know, there's still family loyalty there, and speaking something that is critical, you know, even not like you know, bad critical, but even you know, small critical comments about your, your in-laws or sister-in-law, you know, that that can be, it can be difficult on a marriage because the other person just naturally takes offense at that. I mean, we're all protective of our families. That's so. good. It's kind of like. Uh you know, growing up, if you have a sibling, somebody else, um, or I, you know, a, as an individual, you can say something negative about your sibling, but n- no one else has that privilege. No. And so it just takes a little bit for your mind to catch up, rec- to recognize that you're a unit first, and to give, you know, give time for that loyalty to develop a little bit more firmly. And also, I think it's important to remember that those aspects of your in-laws that you may find a little bit more um, frustrating. Maybe the actual char- situation that helped develop the mm-hmm. characteristic about your sweetheart that you admire the most. Yeah. So it may be that frustrating situation that you really ought to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you said that we were just talking uh, before the podcast. I, I really, I really like that. That uh, yeah, to, to look at it that way. It's those little things that yeah we could see and get frustrated with, but it is those things that help shape those we love the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's pretty powerful. All right, what's what, what's another big threat or obstacle? You know, for us at this juncture in our lives, uh, time is huge. Um, Jeff works full time as a faculty member at Vanderbilt University, and then he also works some with a startup company, and I also am a. Uh, data scientist and I work part-time but between all of that and then having three children who are at very different stages in life and each have their own activities um, there's just 
a, there's not many hours left in the day after just getting the stuff that, quote, has to get done, done. Uh-huh. Um, and that can be a real challenge to make sure that we still work to make sure our marriage is a priority and that our relationship is a priority as opposed yeah. to just going through the routine of life and not taking that kind of time. Yeah. That's well, I, I've seen, I may or may not have seen, uh, the meticulous notes that you all take <laughs> when it comes to calendaring or uh, thoughts that guide you all uh, note taking you know even and we've talked we may talk a little about this a little bit later but you know you all love to do similar things that our me and my family love to enjoy national parks being out west and I may or may not have used uh, some of your your notes <laughs> on visiting, I think, Glacier National Park, some of those. And I was like, wow. Multi-tabbed spreadsheets. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. And uh, there's no way I could follow it all. Uh, but that does show me that you, you all are very intentional. And I think you even said, Amy, just a little bit ago, you said uh, before the podcast, we, we don't want to miss anything. And so I think that ties exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> when it comes to family, I think sometimes... At the end of the day, families, if not careful, or our spouses get the leftovers, yep. if there are any. And so you plan that out just as important, uh, just the same as importance of what you add to, you know, what you're going to be at work or whatever it may be, something at the church or a activity you need to be at with the kids. And, uh, and you plan those times out. Uh, We've learned that we have to be very intentional, yes, with our trips in a you know kind of a joking fun manner, but yeah. in all of our lives, we have to be very intentional in make, making sure that our time is budgeted correctly, that we've thrown away everything that we don't have time for, yeah. um, that if we, if we can get rid of it out of our lives, it's got to go, um, just to maintain some sanity for each other and also yeah. for our children so that they, their lives are not as chaotic as they could be so that their lives are a little bit um, more simple, a little mm-hmm. bit less stressful, um, a little bit yeah. more a childhood. Yeah. And uh, making sure, I'll you know, even with them, making sure we're protecting protecting time for them, too. I mean, you know, they've got traditional homework and sports practice and, and activities. They're both, you know, competitive swimmers. So uh, they, they live in the pool. Uh, but on the weekends, you know, we, we try and make sure that, you know, most most swim meets run Saturday Sundays, but uh, we've made the decision early on, and in, in their swimming time as a family, to not swim on Sundays and just step mm-hmm. back from that. Keep that that Sunday as a protected day, um, you know, where we spend time together as a family. It's a time to just relax, let your hair down a little bit. Um, once we get home from church, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once it's yeah, yeah, the craziness of all that you all. <laughs> give to the church and to do that. No, I think that you, you have to do that. You have to you have to put those times, those margins, uh, to protect to protect downtimes and time together. Because there's there's this marginal or this this uh, incremental creep in a sense of of the activities, and all of a sudden we realize if we don't stop, our time is everything on the outside is dictating who we are as a family. Oh yeah, and and I love y'all's approach. So so okay, quickly moving to opportunities and best practices. Talk to me about some of those things, and you you kind of wove some of these things in what we just talked about. But what what are some of these opportunities and best practices that kind of make you all who you are and who you want to become uh, as a couple and as a family? I think the. There's one habit that Jeff and I have that I think has been the most influential in our lives. 
Um, Jeff and I are very different from a personality standpoint, um, an expert in personalities um, in, in looking at you know how a person's wired. One time looked at us and said, exactly how does this work? Um, thinking <laughs> that we should have run into major marital challenges. Yeah. And there have you know there have been better seasons and more challenging seasons in our lives, but as a whole, it has been very good. Mm-hmm. And if if I were picking, you know, of all the different aspects of our lives, I would put the credit in this one area. Um, we were challenged before we got married to spend time every day together, praying together, and reading the scriptures. And so that's been a commitment we've made. There have been a few times when one of us is traveling um, that we haven't been able to do that. We still read the scriptures separately, but even then, most of the time, we'll call and talk to each other. Um, but every night before we go to bed, we'll read the scriptures together and pray together. Not always this long, drawn out, mm-hmm. you know, elaborate. It's you know simple because it's something that you can realistically do every day. It's nothing fancy. Just let's read a passage of the scripture. We might discuss it. We might not. And then one of us prays. Um, and then we also read individually in the mornings and pray individually. Yeah. But that time together, particularly at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of hard to pray if you're really mad at your sweetheart. (laughs) Um, And so it gives an opportunity for us to get everything cleared um, between us if if needed. So as some of the listeners, uh, you know, it's they're in the frantic pace of life and they're listening to this and going, yeah, that's just not going to work. Oh, I get that. But tell me, I mean, tell me and the listeners, I mean, what does that look like? How many minutes are we talking about? I mean, get down to granular if you can of really uh, just the real life of it. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, making that decision and giving up some things in order to have this important thing in your life. I mean, breaking it down, uh, you know, we'll we'll sit down. I mean, it's usually the last thing we do before we go to bed. So we're sitting there next to each other in bed, and um, you know, I'll just I'll pull out the Bible. Usually it's, you know, usually a chapter is about what we end up reading together. So... Um, Sometimes know, less. Sometimes less, you know. Half I mean, obviously, maybe. you know, I'm not, I'm not doing Psalm 119 in one shot. That's, uh, that's, that's a few Do verses. Psalm 117. There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two verses. So, yeah. Right. It's a good right. trade-off, you know. Um, but no, usually it, it looks like you know about a chapter. Uh, we've uh, made our way through uh, the whole Bible uh, a number of times over the course of our marriage so far. Um, I think when we first started, I, I want to say we started in Proverbs. Um, you know, it's a spot that we often refer a lot of people to when we talk about, you know, well, how do I start studying the Scripture? You know, what do I do? What's a, an easy plan just to get in the habit of reading? Because a lot of it is establishing that habit, that spiritual discipline of, of getting there. And, and there's a lot of different places mm-hmm. to start. I mean, the Book of Mark is a wonderful place to start. It's fast-paced. You know, Jesus is doing a lot of, a lot of cool things. Uh, another easy one is to start in the Book of Proverbs. 31 Proverbs, 31 days in a lot of months. You just read the proverb that corresponds to that day on the calendar. And uh, so that's a, that's a practice that we both have and as part of our morning routine of just reading whatever proverb matches for that day. And then you know, we'll read another couple passages from there. But uh, at night, we sit down, we'll read a chapter together. Um, as Amy said, sometimes we talk about it. Sometimes it's like, I'm just exhausted. I want to get in bed. And we'll pray and, and, uh, and go to sleep from there. But it's not a long. I mean, this is not a thirty-minute kind of deal. This yeah. is more like five minutes. Five, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. And sometimes it could turn into thirty minutes. You're talking about the discussion, but yeah. it's not. And I think some of us we we hear this and we think it's we got to get out our systematic theology books and and really you know commentaries, and it's not. And and it's just it's just getting God's word on our thoughts and in our hearts 
and uh, and for us to marinate, especially at night, as you think upon yeah. those things all night long. And the other thing too powerful. is, as we I said, we, you know, we've gone through now a, a couple times over over the years we've been married, eighteen and a half years. Yesterday, um, had to score the point there. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, over the course of our marriage, you know, we've gone through a couple times, and it, it's neat to come back through you know the second or third time through a passage and see new things along the way, or see how. This thread that, that was started in the Old Testament is is finished in the New Testament. And seeing that all the threads that, that weave through the entire Scripture is uh, is really cool to experience as a couple. Um, in just you know, like we said, about five minutes a day. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's good. Thank you. All right, what what are some more these best practices or opportunities that you all could could share? I think one of the next ones is it's probably one of the more challenging, if not the most challenging one. It's uh, living out what you read. That's uh, it's, it's great to read yeah. something, and that's wonderful, but trying to accomplish it in your life is really hard. Um, you know, when we were first married, we, had, um, we probably had bigger fights than we do now. We may just not have time for big fights anymore. It's just not worth it. <laughs> you don't, don't calendar know. them. That's, <laughs> no, that's the it's not on the calendar. It can't well, happen. And some of it, too— and we're grateful. You know, Amy's parents have, have taught new and, and young married couples for over 40 years now at their church in Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, so when we started teaching, they warned us ahead of time, you know, get ready. On Saturday nights, you're going to have some humdingers. You know, it's, it's, uh, mm. There's going to be some big fights when you first start teaching. They and, were uh, so right. And they were exactly mm. right. I mean, I, Over I remember, nothing. It was over word choices in our Sunday school lesson. I mean, you know. The just nitpicky stuff, but boy, we were both just frustrated and irritated. Yeah. And so there were there were many nights we we took literal. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And of course, we were the sun had long since gone down, but we were trying to. We we were up until <laughs> we two and two and three in the morning uh, trying to hash out. The, the, and, you will not go to sleep angry. Yeah. Yeah. And and just settle settle mm-hmm. whatever it was that was bugging us. And uh, to be honest, there have been some times when I've thought it is just not worth it. I don't want to deal mm-hmm. with the irritation right now. And I have tried it, and I've, I've gone to sleep frustrated with him. I wake up frustrated with him, and as yeah. a matter of fact, it makes it bigger. And then what started off as a little something grows. So for us, it works a lot better to just deal with it at night and get it over with. Um, That's great. What what a great best practice. Yeah, and yeah, and Joellen and I, early in marriage, uh, we were very intent on that. And there were times we would stay up. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that we were not going to do that. And we are both strong willed. I like that better than stubborn. It, it well, sounds better. It does. It, really it sounds does. nicer. We, we both yeah. We both had a resolve. You know this. I like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. All right. Well, what are some others? So we mentioned filtering time, just you know, protecting Sundays, uh, protecting other family time, and we try as much as we can to eat meals together as a family, like on you know, evening dinners and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, morning breakfast—that's you know, usually in the car, you know, on our way to school, dropping uh, dropping the girls off. But uh, dinner is is one of those spots we try and protect it as you know where we can. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always work well, but. Uh, and then uh, Amy mentioned earlier removing what we can. You know, we we don't watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we just don't have time to watch a lot of TV. There were there used to be some shows we enjoyed following, and you know we'd pick them up on DVR. And even now, um, yeah, we we, we tend, might on occasion we might catch the occasional YouTube summary or something like that now. <laughs> right. um, but uh, 
So just a lot of protecting time together as a family. And, and one of those two comes in uh, in our summertime. Um, when the girls are out of school, mm-hmm. uh, we try and take family trips. We, we love getting out into nature, getting out in the national parks. Uh, we love hiking, uh, day hikes. We, we come back to a, a place with a bed at, at night because, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're I like that. Yeah. Amy's not a big one for sleeping on the ground. So <laughs> I, I really like showers. That, that's indoor plumbing speaks to me. Yeah. Yes. So, so for the last, what, six, <laughs> seven years now, oh, wow. we've done uh, a trip to a national park or a group of national parks uh, as a family, and we've gone out hiking. We've even got Daniel involved now. I, I spent last summer with him on my back uh, hiking through a lot of the, the southwest. So, uh, and then, Wait, uh, you know, on that right there, I think we're going to do a podcast about the three of us, about planning and and going out west on these trips. I think they can be life changing for a family. For sure. On identity, relationships. Yes, we can there's all kinds of trips and we'll do other podcasts on going other places. But I just think there's something about what does it look like? I think it intrigues many people that wait, you you go out you do these things and uh anyway that'd be fun that's just uh of what that might look like we're running into random people that you know at gas stations in uh where were we arizona at the time i think so uh, (laughs) yes so we were out west at the same time and and i thought you know what we're gonna be too close let's just at least see each other for about 15 minutes and it worked out well (laughs) good reason to get a we got a picture in uh somewhere laramie I don't even remember Arizona, where we were. It in the middle of nowhere is what it was. Somewhere near the Grand North Canyon. North of the Grand Canyon, yep. yeah. So anyway. All right. What, what's, uh, what's, what's maybe one more of, uh, of kind of the best practice? Yeah, being involved in a life group has been very meaningful for us. Um, when we As first, life group leaders. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll get that plug in. <laughs> <laughs> when we first joined Brentwood Baptist, we were we, – because we started dating when we were so young, we also got married when we were really young. And so we got married when we both graduated from undergraduate school for six weeks. So we, we were still very young. And we had made a, you know, we were transitioning away from college and trying to find ourselves as um, adults and as a married couple. And we were able to come here and attach to this great life group. It was a wonderful life group. I mean, really one of the best life groups. We've had a lot of good ones, but this was a great life group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we developed some lifelong friendships. Many of those people um, we're still friends with and still yeah. see and stay in contact with. It's a great group, and it provided a place for community for us um, to try and for all of us to learn, because we were all pretty much in the same point in life, and trying to learn how to start off being married and how to do that. And that's been a place for us to to live life, in a sense, ever since, in a different, yeah. you know, in various different life groups, but to develop those lifelong friendships. Um, even last night we had a um, life group uh, party and started talking with a couple of them and thinking about how long we had been friends. Oh. And many of them we've been friends with for over a decade. Yeah. And that's a real privilege to have right. those kinds of lifelong relationships mm-hmm. and of you know decade-long relationships yeah. with people to be able to have somebody to call when something's not going right or when something is going right, just to have you know a community around you. Yeah, I love that. It's a yeah, big deal. Life on life, encouragement, walking through, sharing prayer requests. Yeah, and there's a deepening, that seasoning that happens for that lifelong. That mm-hmm. does take time. Yeah, it takes and, a long time. And I mean, we've over the years we've walked with a lot of couples through mm-hmm. a lot of challenging things. I mean, 
loss of parents, loss of kids. Um, yeah. You know, we've we've walked through some some great joys of uh, unexpected blessings with people, and uh, um, it's important to have that community around you. I think it's it's vital uh, as a couple just to have. Uh, people that you can talk with and, and relate to um you know i know mike says all the time that you know guys need to have other guys that they're around and and being in a life group you know yes you've got a bunch of couples there together you're all friends but you've also got some guys you can lean on and it's it's good to know that you've got that that group that you can go to who will who will hold you accountable i was just having a, a conversation with uh, one of my friends the other day who it was in one of our previous life groups, and uh, and we were talking about you know different things that God was calling us to do, and and He made the comment, "Well, it would just be so much easier to do this." And I said, "Yeah, but if you're doing that, then you're being disobedient. I'm gonna make you go back and do what you're supposed to be doing." Yeah. So, uh, just to have that life and that you know the, that iron sharpening, sharpening iron is, is right. critical. Yeah, that's great. And to have somebody say when you know when, when there's a challenging moment to say, "Oh yeah, well we went through that too, and here's mm-hmm. how we handled that." Mm-hmm. Or yeah, we're still there. It's it just makes you feel less less alone, right? Um, and we have enough aloneness right now. Yeah. You know, everybody's is we're, we're too more, alone. We're more connected and more alone than we've ever been before, right? right. Yeah. And well, so community's a big exactly deal. Exactly what you said right there that um, that other people are going through things and there's similar situations that we're going through. And I, so I pray today, as as our listeners have heard you all talk. That something resonates with them. So what 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 I want to do, and thank you, Capellas, Jeff, and Amy. Thank y'all for coming in today and sharing your story and sharing honesty that of uh, strong willed and how that has played out in some <laughs> in some times. But uh, I want to turn it to our listeners, just kind of here in closing, and. Um, you know some things that Jeff uh, and Amy have, uh, have maybe they, something they said, a story, uh, something that resonated with you all. It could be, um, you know, just talking about time. Uh, you know that that phrase, make sure we don't miss anything, um, and just being making sure that we have time that is protected uh, is, is powerful, or, or it's getting in the Word. And what does that look like to start anew uh, of getting in the Word together? Um, Retreat time, uh, involvement in community, whatever it may be, something they said. I want, I want to kind of uh, put a challenge as I do with our listeners is um, is when the podcast ends, just to pause for a moment and to kind of write down some I will statements, some some things that they said, and some things maybe the Lord spoke to your heart that uh, that kind of resonated, and think through some some actions that might that you could take. And just finish the phrase, I will, you know, whatever that may be, that you'll do even today, tomorrow, or in the very near future to begin to move toward an intentionality in your house and in your home. And um, some of the things we heard today, maybe you're thinking, boy, I, we're just, that's not who we are. There's, I don't see a way to get to that point. Maybe it's because it's, maybe it is reading the word every day. But, I do pray that the phrase that we use at the very end will be an encouragement to you as you start where you are. So that phrase, wherever you are, is a good place to start. So uh, praying for each of you all as a family and as a couple in your marriage relationship. And so looking forward to next time. Thank you so much.